everyone. God bless you. I pray everyone had a Merry Christmas and that you are going to have a blessed and joyful, peaceful, and prosperous New Year 2022 in Jesus' name. And um, I just wanted to do this uh, while I have time to go ahead and record a podcast today because um, I'm very inspired. <laughs> so I wanted to release some things to you guys. Um, and so let me pray before I even begin. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for um, everything you're doing in our lives, Father God. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for just leading me um, as I speak today. I pray, Lord, that you would speak to your people. Speak to us today, Lord. Give us knowledge, wisdom, understanding. Give us inspiration. Inspiration. Give us even understanding of your word and even what you're doing in our own lives in this season and this time. So we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And so welcome again uh, to Prophetic Podcast with Jeannie. Um, I wanted to kind of talk about what I was thinking about and, and just what the Holy Spirit was, was showing me um, about this upcoming year, 2022, and about David. Um, and uh, I kind of was just was just thinking about how David, you know, a lot of people look at David as, yes, the heart of David. We know that David was a worshiper. He wrote all these psalms, okay? So we know that he, he truly had a heart of worship. He truly had a heart to know the Lord. He truly was a man after God's own heart. And the beautiful thing, and it always touched me when I read the scripture, is that God called him a man after mine own heart. And even as I say that, it makes me want to cry. Because David so touched the Lord in a way that he called him a man after his own heart that is beautiful don't you want to be called a man or woman after god's own heart i sure do <laughs> and it's something i used to always pray about even many years ago is lord give me a heart like david yes i'm a woman i'm a female but lord give me a heart like david help me to to be a woman after your own heart um and that's something i always prayed about and i believe god's given me that heart i just i do love the lord and in good and in bad, and that's what he wants from us, just to trust him in good and in bad, to love him through it all, and to know that, just like with David, he'll be with us, you know, and, and even deeper than that, what I wanted to kind of talk about was this revelation I was receiving about David that most people don't really think about, is that, remember, David was a tender to sheep, he was a keeper of the sheep, okay, and this position was I believe if I'm correct, it was one of the lowest positions, being being a shepherd, being a, a keeper of the sheep. You know, it wasn't something that was looked as as something grand or big or, or great. Um, and I truly believe that David, you know, not only did he learn in his process with the Lord, him and the Lord and the sheep, not only did he learn in secret about prayer and about slaying the lion and slaying the bear in secret, but I believe that David, in that time of being a shepherd, learned how to trust in the Lord and learned how to cultivate a relationship with the Lord. And this is one thing I think a lot of people don't really think about, is that David was a lonely man. If you think about it, he had to be a very lonely man, lonely boy, rejected, um, to even be, be given the 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 task of tending to the sheep, being with the sheep all day long, probably all day and night. I don't know how that worked, but, you know, it was just him. And he learned through that process to know the Lord. 
he learned in that process how to have faith. Because how did he have the courage and the strength to slay a bear, to slay a lion, unless he already had cultivated some type of relationship with the Lord? And so I, I want this to just be an encouragement to you today. Whoever's listening is that, look, you, you don't have to try to attain to be someone that, you know, is great and grand, someone like David that slayed giants and this and that. Listen, being in that place of humility, being in that place, you you know, obviously you're probably not a shepherd keeper, but you might feel like you're doing something insignificant right now. You might feel like your job or your title um, or maybe even ministry, what you do at church, you might feel like it's small or it's insignificant or, oh, well, I wish that I could have this title. I wish I could do more. I wish I could be like this. But I want you to know that in your process, the process that you're in, God is cultivating in you something greater than you can really imagine. He's cultivating before before David even slayed the giant. And before David, years, many years before, he was actually given the title of being king. David was in a humble place. David had to learn to walk with the Lord one-on-one. David had a battle, most likely rejection, maybe even depression at times. We don't really know. There's a lot that we don't know about David. <clears throat> and there's a reason why I'm highlighting David, and, and I'm going to get to that. But I want to encourage you, people of God, your position is not insignificant. What you're doing right now means a lot to God. Whatever position you have, whether it be a career you're in, whether it be a way you serve in the church, or maybe a way that you serve in the community, you know, or even being a parent. You know, some of you, you might just be a parent. You might not be working. This is not insignificant to the Lord because this is an opportunity in your humble place. It's an opportunity to grow in your faith and grow in your walk with the Lord so that you can go to the place of doing even greater things. Because, you know, when David had that courage to face Goliath, he had to have gone through a long preparation process to get there. The faith and the courage and the boldness that he had could have only come from a place of being intimate in his relationship with the Lord. It could have only come from a place of having to have faith in other circumstances prior, in other situations, having built up such a closeness to God and playing his harp or instrument to God and communing with one-on-one with his God that brought him to that place of courage where he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? When no one else in that crowd, even great and mighty man of Israel, no one else in that crowd could do it. No one else had that faith. No one else had that courage. But guess who did? Little David. The one that maybe was rejected by his father and brothers. The one that was looked down upon, maybe for years and years. The one that was looked at as perhaps poor David. Nobody's thinking thinking much about David. This is the one that God had chosen, David. It wasn't because of, of his stature, his height. It wasn't because of his title or his position. It wasn't because of his connections. (laughs) or those people that he might have known, but it was because of his heart that God had chosen David. And so I want to encourage you all today 
is to not despise where you're at this moment. And do not despise where God has placed you. Because in that place of humility, in that humble place, is where God is able to do the greatest work. For his word does say that he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. And so, because David also humbled himself before the hand of God, and because David also trusted in God where he was, God had exalted him in due season. And I want to encourage you that as you do the work that God's placed before you, as you do it well, as you do it with diligence, diligence, I'm sorry, as you do it in a place of humility and, and of, of a good heart, the Lord will exalt you in due season. And he will reward you in due, due season. That doesn't mean that we do things to get rewarded. What it means is that as God sees in his relationship with us, his children, and as he sees that we are being faithful with what is before us and we're being grateful, even in the humble position that he might have us in, that that shows the Lord that we're ready for the next level. You know, as you as you progress, just like David, as he progressed in his walk with the Lord and his faith, and then he was ready for the lion. And as he progressed, then he was ready for the bear, whichever came first, I don't know the order. <laughs> but he was ready. Why? Because God was watching him and he was cultivating that warrior in him. He was cultivating that faith. He was cultivating the courage and the boldness and the strength that he needed to go to the next level. Or others might say to level up. <laughs> and so, in that place, people of God, don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't grow weary in that position that you're in. And if you're in a high position, if God, perhaps God has given you a very authoritative position, then there's more responsibility on you to do the right thing, if that's the case. And if God has placed you in a high position, it's for His purposes. And to help his cause, it's to advance his will on the earth. And so that's a great honor as well. What a great honor. So I want to also say of David that in this progression, right, with the Lord and this process that he was in, you know, a lot of people probably overlooked him. A lot of people probably discounted him. I mean, think about it when, when Samuel was told by God to anoint the new king and that he would show him who it was. Um, you know, one of the sons of Jesse, um, that he would show him who, who he was, you know. The father, he, he showed him every son because he, he didn't believe, he couldn't even imagine it could have been David. He showed him all his sons, and he said, none of these are, are the one, none of them. He said, are you sure you don't have any other sons? And he said, oh, yes, David. Well, he's tending the sheep. But that, David was an afterthought. Think about that. David was the last resort. He didn't even think it could have, could have been him. Think about rejection, people of God. Because a lot of us, a lot of you have gone through rejection. And I pray that this encourages you. Just because you may have been rejected by men or women, or because you've been rejected even by family, or maybe because you've been rejected for positions that you tried again you didn't get. Listen, you haven't been rejected by God. God has something just for you. When God has something that's just for you, it's going to be for you. No one will take it. And I don't know why I'm going down this route. Perhaps there's somebody here that you really wanted a job, 
or you really, really, really wanted a certain position and, and it, it wasn't given to you, let this be your encouragement. It's because it was not for you. Sometimes God will close the door because he has a better one in mind. Because the Bible does say that he opens doors that no man can shut, but he also closes doors that no man can open. Remember that. God is not just the God of open doors. He's the God of closed doors as well. So just keep that in mind. Don't let it, you know, boggle you down. Don't let it bring you to sadness and despair and depression. Just believe that if that door couldn't open, because God has a better door for you coming ahead. So you just be faithful with what you have now. Be faithful with just your time with the Lord. Whatever he's having you to do right now in that humble place, just continue to be faithful. Because at the right moment, he will open the right door. And at the right moment, you might just find yourself in a position that is to your advantage. You know, God <coughs> God is a very strategic God. <laughs> he knows how to put things in the right order. He knows how to connect us with the right people. He knows how to connect us, um, you know, in such a way that's going to be to our advantage. Even as Daniel, I'm reminded of Daniel in the Bible, how Daniel, yes, he was a man of God. He truly was a man of God. However... If you read carefully, he was also acquainted, acquainted with people in the world. He was acquainted with magicians and sorcerers and astrologers and, you know, uh, people in, in authority. But keep in mind, he didn't rebuke them. He didn't treat them badly because they were not, you know, Jews or, the, or, or they weren't from Israel. They weren't believers. You know, he didn't treat them badly. He treated them with respect. And he was treated with respect as well. Because they knew that God was with him. They knew he was a very wise man. And so even in that, God knew where to place Daniel in order to open doors for him. And in order to make his gift known to great men. You know, some of you, you have these amazing gifts. And you've been waiting for opportunities. And, you you know, you've been maybe even just kind of discouraged because it hasn't come. But let me tell you, God is so strategic that in the right time, he's able to place you before the right person. Just like he did for Daniel, to interpret that, that dream. And when he interpreted that dream with the wisdom of God that could have only come from God, that's when he was given such a high position. That was his promotion. And so as we're faithful and we treat others with kindness and, you know, we, we do what it is that's before us diligently and with purity of heart, God will at the right time place you in the right position. Just like Esther, you know, she had a she had a rough life. She was an orphan. She lost her parents. She was raised by her uncle. And and then on top of that, later on, she was kidnapped. <laughs> Let's not forget that she was kidnapped because the king wanted a new wife. They literally kidnapped these young virgin girls. She was kidnapped, so her life was pretty rough, I would say. But the faith, the faith that Esther had was beautiful. That even in the midst of that, she was able to accept the, the will of God in her life, even if it was very hard for her. That she realized she was the key to saving the Jewish people. Can you imagine the, the responsibility that we would feel if that was given to us to deliver a whole nation through us, through our mouths, through our words, through our actions? And although she was afraid... Although she didn't know what would happen when she did go before the king, because at that time, the decree was that the king would kill you if, if, 
you came without him beckoning for you to come, you're dead. <laughs> unless, unless he placed his scepter on you, that scepter of faith. So can you imagine what Esther was going through before she had to face the king? Not knowing what would happen, but trusting and saying, you know, like she said to Mordecai, just have everyone fast for three days and pray for me. And if I die, I die. What faith, what bravery. If I perish, I perish. And that statement that Mordecai said to her, that if you don't speak now, salvation will come from another place, but you and your father's household will perish. Wow. Imagine the pressure there. But God came through. God came through for Esther. God came through for Daniel. God came through for David. One thing we can know for certain throughout the Bible about God is that no matter what things look like, he comes through for his children. It's only a matter of time. And Joseph just came to my mind as well. Think about Joseph, how he was thrown into the pit. He was thrown into the prison. He went through all this hell. He didn't know why. He didn't do anything wrong. All he did wrong was believe in God. And he was excited about his purpose in God. And his brothers were jealous. That's what happened. He did nothing wrong. And he was punished for nothing. But it was not for nothing. Why? Because later in the Word of God it says that he said to his brothers when he was in the higher position that God given him that, you know, this came about that through me many may be saved. So his downfall was not at all a downfall. It was strategic. It was done in order for him to go through a process, in order for him to end up in the right place at the right time, to be given the authority over the whole land at the right time and to once again see his brothers but this time he was vindicated but notice what he did he forgave his brothers he didn't use that authority to abuse them he did not use his position to mock and ridicule them or to punish them or throw them in a prison like they did to him or to you know have them killed but he used that authority to forgive them he didn't abuse them Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And so with that being said, what I want to say to you as well is when God does promote you, when he does bring you to a better position or, or to your promise or to, you know, whatever it is you've been praying maybe years for that you've been wanting, and when he does give that to you, don't abuse it. Still remember your humble beginnings. Remember where you came from. Remember the principles that you learned from the Lord in that humble place because that is what will keep you in that place, right? Character and humility is what will keep you in that place of the Lord's and is a safeguard. Your character, your heart being right with God, and your humility will be your safeguard from, from a downfall. Amen. So thank you so much, Lord. I want to just thank you for this word, Lord. I want to thank you for everything you're doing, everything you've done. And um, I just seal this in the name of Jesus. Every every word, Lord, and I just pray that it blessed whoever was able to hear it this day, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And is there anything else, Lord, that you want me to share? I think that's all for now. <laughs> so God bless you all. Um, and I will be back to do more podcasts, podcasts as I am able. Um, I have been on a bit of a sabbatical 
I guess you could say I have been away, um, just focusing on things and, um, you know, just, just trusting the Lord, going through a process, but <clears throat> I do want to say 2022, I, I truly believe it's going to be such a blessed year for the people of God and, and for those of us that held on and continued in humility and continued to trust God in the face of hard situations that I truly believe it's going to be a blessed year his people and um, he is so faithful he truly is um, so keep your head up keep believing believing keep the faith don't give up um, continue to believe in the Lord and his word and, and whatever it is that he's spoken into your life that you'll believe him and you'll continue um, in that path that he has you on but he has great things in store for you he loves you more than you know and again your position whatever you're doing is not small to him but it matters in this grand scheme of, of life. <laughs> everything matters. Um, so God bless you all, and you have a wonderful day and a happy and blessed new year. In Jesus' name.